So this morning as we get started, we're going to spend the next three weeks talking about something uh, that I think is pretty important. We always say at the end of a service that it's been great to be here with you all, but now it's time to go to win and commit to grow. And one of the things that the part of that mission statement for us is the commit to grow part. Um, the next three weeks, we're going to talk about God's heartbeat. And, and I realized that we can't know God's heartbeat, what his heart beats for, if we're not committed to growing in his word, if we're not committed to understanding his will, if we're not um, going to introduce other people to him, if we're not praying, if we're not setting aside these vital times, we're not going to ever really get a true glimpse of what God's heart beats for. And so for the next three weeks, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about God's heartbeat. Not, not just his heartbeat, but what his heart beats for. And, and today, you're going you're gonna to catch on to this because you guys are really brilliant people. But today, you, the focal point, the overriding theme here is that people are important to God. We're going to talk about items. We're going to talk about sheep. We're going to talk about coins and money. But we're also going to talk about people. And, and one of the things that in, in my understanding of, of God is that his heart beats for people. And, and so I want to start off, we're going we're gonna to camp out in Luke chapter 15 today. And, and I encourage you to take some time this week and, and read these stories for yourself. Some of these are very familiar to you. Some of these, maybe you know these. Some of these, some of you may be hearing this for the very first time. And, and so whether, you, whether you're familiar with this story or it's the first time you're hearing it, I just want you to, to, to I just want to challenge you to take a minute and really look and listen to these words. Luke chapter 15, starting with verse 1. It says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to hear him. And the Pharisees and the scribes grumbled, saying, This man receives sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 in the open country and go after the one that is lost until he finds it. And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends and his neighbors, saying to them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep that was lost. Just so I tell you, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who had no repentance. Or what woman, having 10 silver coins, if she loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and seek diligently until she finds it? And when she has found it, she calls together her friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me, for I have found the coin that I had lost. Just so I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. And then he said, There was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed pigs. 
And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But I perish here with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Verse 25 says, Now his older brother was in the field. And as he came and draw near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry and refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you and I never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, My son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for your brother. This, this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and he is found. This chapter in Luke shows us how important people are to God. It shows us how important the lost are to God and how important they should be to us. Jesus compares the lost soul to three culturally relevant things of value to his audience. He, he compares the lost soul to a sheep, a coin, and a child. And we could actually sum up Luke 15 in three simple words. Lost, found, rejoice. But don't go away yet because I've got more to say on this matter. Luke 15 is another example of why our mission statement here at Huntsville Christian Church is go to win and commit to grow. That when we go every week, my prayer is that you are searching for someone who doesn't yet know the love of God. Or maybe someone who has, like the sheep, wandered off. Here in these first few verses, we have a unique situation. Luke 15 verses 1 and 2 says that the tax collectors and sinners were all drawing near to him. They're drawing near to Jesus. They want to hear what he has to say. They want to see what he's doing. They want to see the way he's treating people. And the Pharisees and the scribes, they're also drawing near to Jesus, but it seems that they're grumbling about what he's doing. They say, this man receives sinners. He eats with them. That's something they would never do. And we have Jesus sitting here actually eating with tax collectors and other unsavory people. Just outright sinners, if you will. Think about that. Jesus has left the glory of heaven to sit and eat 
with sinners. Actually, he left the glory of heaven to die as the final sacrifice for our sin, but this is part of the plan. You see, Jesus, the perfect Son of God, both fully human and fully God, is walking on his very creation, walking amongst his created, seeing their hurt, seeing their pain, seeing their shame, seeing their mistakes, seeing their embarrassment, seeing their sins being lived out right in front of him. And he still chooses to not only sit and eat with them, but to take a moment and explain to all of them, including the religious leaders around them, why. And he sets up for them an example in these three parables. And he, and he sets up for them this example indeed in the way that he lived out his life. At this particular dinner party, though, Jesus talks about three things that are lost. He talks about the lost sheep, a lost coin, and a lost son. And we're going to look at them a little bit closer and, and see if we can get a glimpse of God's heartbeat. He says to them, any one of you, and this is where he speaks culturally, he said, any one of you that has a hundred sheep and one were to wander off, separate himself from the rest of your flock, would you not go and search for him? Would you not leave them in the open field while you go out and look for your other lost sheep and rescue it and bring it back into the fold? Bring it back with the other sheep. You would leave what you're doing. Nothing is as important as that one sheep that wandered off. He says you would leave those sheep and you would go and you would, you would get that sheep. Listen, folks, I got to tell you a couple of things. Sheep are dumb. They are, they are not smart animals. They don't necessarily pay attention to what they're doing. When, when sheep are eating, they just put their little sheep heads down and they just start walking and eating and, and they just don't pay attention. They just walk and eat all day. It doesn't take much for a sheep to lose its way. It doesn't take much for a sheep to get separated from the flock sometimes. You see this parable, it's not just about sheep or, or about the sheeple. That's sheep and people. That's what I call you guys. We're sheeple. It's not about the sheeple that just wake up one day and say, hey, I'm going over here to join up with another flock. That's not what we're talking about here. It's not talking about the sheeple that says, you know what, I'm not... I'm not happy with the last decision of the color that they painted the sheep gate at the holding pen, so I'm going to head across town to a different holding pen. That's, that's not what we're talking about. He's talking about a sheep that has simply wandered off course a bit. Have you been there? Have you wandered off course? The good shepherd will exhaust all efforts to go after that little one. After all, Jesus is talking to the scribes and the Pharisees here. He's talking to the ones that live by the letter of the law. The ones that look for discipline and punishment in the Word of God. The ones that would say, yeah, when you find that sheep, you break his leg, and then you carry him around on your shoulder so he has to depend on you again. He's talking to me straight in the mouth. He says, hey, these people that I'm eating with, these people right here, they've wandered off. They've lost their way. I'm here like the good shepherd to bring them back safely and to care for them. But he didn't stop with the story about a lost sheep. He didn't just stop there. You see, everyone understood the value of sheep, culturally speaking. But he also knew that his audience, the tax collectors, the sinners, the Pharisees, the scribes, they appreciate the value of good old silver. And so he tells them the parable about a lost coin. Have you, have you been there? When I was about seven years old, my grandfather gave me a coin. It's a silver coin. It's a silver. 
I remember this. He said, hey, I want to give you this silver half dollar for your birthday. And, and I kept thinking, why would you rip a dollar in half? I was, what's, what's the value of a half dollar? And then he gives me this coin. That's only worth 50 cents. It's a half dollar. I get that now. But it's a silver half dollar. It has 1971 on it. That's my birth year. He said, I want you to have this. I've carried that coin around. I've, I've never lost it. I've put it in places of safety and not found it again until maybe we moved. And you go to empty out that one drawer and you go, oh, there's that coin my grandfather gave me. But I've never lost it. I've always known it was somewhere safe. But if I did lose it, I would search high and low for it. Not because 50 cents is some valuable thing. Because it was something that my grandfather gave me. He took a moment to say, hey, I found this and it's got your birth year on it. I just want you to have it. Same thing in this parable of the lost coin. A woman has 10 silver coins and she loses one. And Jesus says, hey, she will search high and low until she finds it. Have you been there? Have you, have you ever put some money away for something? Maybe for vacation or, or maybe you're saving up for Christmas and so you start putting money away in a certain spot and somewhere along the way you forget where you put it. You ever lose your wallet? Anyone? Your purse? Your, your keys? Your glasses? And they're right on top of your head? You don't stop looking until you find it. Even if it takes a couple of days. You'll even look in the same places as you retrace your steps. You'll look in the same places over and over again, hoping that you just overlooked it. You'll go right back to that spot where you always put it. And you'll be like, yeah, it should be right here, but it's not. And then when you find it, you let everyone know that it's no longer lost. You, you send out a text blast. Hey, what's got two thumbs and now has his keys again? This guy, you know, you're excited. You found it. Or maybe you're saying, guess what? I found my purse. Yeah, it fell down behind the couch. It was there the whole time. I, I don't even know why I was looking in the freezer. But we look everywhere when something's lost. Uh, the point is, we're like the woman in verse, verses 9 and 10. When we find what's lost, we call those who, who knew that we lost something. Once we found it. We call our friends and our neighbors and say, hey, rejoice with me for I found the coin, the keys, the purse, the kid that I lost. You giggle. You're not a real parent unless you've lost a kid at least once for 10 or 15 minutes. Then you know what parenting's all about. But think about your joy when you find that item and hear what Jesus says in verse 10 because this is connected to lost sheeple too. He says, just so... I tell you, there is joy before the angels of God over one sinner who repents. You see, everyone in Jesus' audience knows the value of sheep. They're used for wool. They're used for clothing. They're used for food. They're used for sacrifice. They know the value of sheep. Everyone in his audience knows the value of money, culturally speaking. But just to drive the point home, so no one misses it. Jesus brings family into the picture. You ever notice how things get real personal when you start using the illustration of family? Family is a big deal to this particular audience. Culturally speaking, everyone in the family had a role to play. No matter whether you're a son or a daughter, whether you're the firstborn, the middle child, or the baby of all the siblings, as you grew into being a young adult, you had a certain job, certain responsibilities, certain duties that were culturally relevant, that were just expected of you. Parents, have you ever lost a child at the store or, or at the movie theater? Have you, ever, have you ever had a child, maybe as they got a little bit older, I'm going to run away. Or simply a child that just didn't come home 
at curfew when they were supposed to. It, just 20 minutes late changes your whole countenance, doesn't it? Listen to Jesus' story of the lost boy. As you hear this story, think of someone that you know who has maybe wandered off like the lost sheep. Think of someone you know who maybe is just simply lost in the darkness of this world like that silver coin. Think of that person as I share this story with you. Ask God today to reveal his heartbeat for you today. Here's how it goes. This man had two sons. We can assume that he was well off because one of his sons, his younger son, who by rights should not have gotten all that much to begin with, the older son would gather all the inheritance. And the younger son came to him and said, Dad, I'd like for you to go ahead and give me what's rightfully mine if you were to die. Essentially, culturally speaking, this son has said to his father, and we've all said this to our fathers, usually when we're little, and, and they, we get in trouble for something. And, and as a kid, have you ever said that? Have you ever said, I wish you were dead. I wish I didn't even know you. I wish I was never born. We say that kind of stuff when we're little. And essentially, that's what this grown son is saying to his dad. Hey, just go ahead and just pretend like you died. Give me my half. Give me my quarter. Give me my share. And the father did. He gave this son what was his. And Jesus goes on with the story. He says a few days later, he takes everything that has been given to him and he leaves. At that point, we can gather that he's not going to go do something productive with this inheritance. And he goes to a faraway land, to a distant land. This story, in my opinion, kind of reminds, it reminds me of Jonah. Jonah tried to go to a distant land to get away from God. And, and, and you know, it's funny, every, every horrible country song that's written talks about, when I grow up, I'm going to leave this town. And that's, that's what happened here. This young man takes all this stuff and he leaves and he goes far away. He gets as far away from his family as he can. He gets as far away from his father as he can. And he starts living on his own. And he starts to, to indulge in a different lifestyle than what he was raised in. He, he just starts down this path. And the Bible, Jesus says, he squanders everything. For those of you who aren't sure, squander means you weren't real wise with what you were given. All right? He, he did it all. He lived a life. And wouldn't you know it, once the money runs out, a famine hits the land. And he looks around, he finds himself alone. All the friends who were there while he was supplying the entertainment are no longer around. And he's, he's starving. And he reaches out, he gets hired on by someone in that country, and they give him a horrible job. Hey, I'm going to let you feed my pigs. And Jesus says he longed to eat what he was feeding the pigs. I got to tell you something, folks. You have to be really hungry to desire to eat what's being fed to pigs. And that's where this guy is. That's where he finds himself. And, and somewhere in this, he realizes my dad's servants, the lowliest of servant in my dad's house gets three meals a day and water to wash himself with, and a place to sleep. I'm going to go home. He said, I have sinned against heaven. I have sinned against my father. I'm going to go home. This man had two sons, and the youngest one left him. And we're going to jump in here in uh, verse 24. And, and, and the dad says this. He said, the son is coming. And, and he sees him from afar off. And the son, 
I, I can only imagine, I don't know how far, how long, how many days it took him to walk back home, to get back home, but he's, he's still a good distance off. And, he, and he's probably starting, as he gets closer to his house, he's rolling through his head what I'm going to say. Dad, I've, I've sinned against heaven and I've sinned against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And, and as he gets closer, he gets closer, and he, he starts to say that. And his father stops him. He says, he says, no, no, no. He tells the servants, go get a robe. Put it on him. Get a ring. Put it on his hand. Put shoes on his feet. Bring the fatted calf. He said, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found and they began to celebrate. But then his older son, who was in the field, as he came and drew near the house, he heard music and he heard, saw dancing. He called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has received him back safe and sound. But he was angry. And he refused to go in. So his father came out. The Bible says he entreated him. And he answered his father, this, this many years I've served you. I've never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends, that I could have a, a cookout with my friends. And when a son of yours comes who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this brother. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. I think that every one of us can relate to someone in this story. Maybe we have wandered off and squandered the love and grace and forgiveness of God. On a less than average lifestyle. On mediocre life choices. Uh, maybe even as a Christian, you've had those moments where you realize, I'm not living off the bounty of God's table. I'm out here fighting for scraps. And it's time to return to the arms of your loving Father. Uh, unfortunately, my life experience has shown me that many of us are, are like the older brother when it comes to someone repenting, especially if it's a family member or someone that we think we know well. The older brother, he stayed by his father's side. He worked the farm. He did his cultural older brother duty of running the family business. He has the keys to the kingdom, so to speak. But he also has such a distaste for the actions of his younger brother. Remember, Jesus is telling this parable to the religious leaders, to the scribes and Pharisees as well. I can see them maybe starting to side with the older brother when Jesus says in Luke chapter 15, 28, Jesus says he was angry, refused to go in. His father came out and entreated him. But he answered his father, look, these many years I've served you. I've never disobeyed you, never disobeyed your command. Yet you never gave me a goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. And all the scribes and Pharisees are like, yeah, yeah, wretched younger brother. The law says he should be punished for such disregard for such disrespect to his father. I can see him agreeing with that. He should be punished for living that kind of a sinful life. He, he lived with pigs, a good Jewish boy. He shouldn't be celebrated. Remember what the father said? Verse 31, he said, But son, you are always with me. All that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad 
For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and he is found. He was like a light. He was like a sheep. He wandered off. He was misplaced like a coin. Yes, he did the misplacing of his own will. He was dead to us. But now we see that he is alive. And not that it's any of your business, son, but he is very much repentive. You see, the younger brother, the first thing he said to the father, as he hugged his neck, Father, I've sinned against heaven and sinned before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but I would love to be your servant if you'll have me. And in this next statement from the father of the prodigal son, like the statement from the shepherd and the woman looking for a coin, we see God's heartbeat for his creation. In Luke 15, verse 22 through 24, he says this, But the father said to his servants, Bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and celebrate. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and he is found. And they began to celebrate. Brothers and sisters, it's time that our hearts beat for the same things that God's heart beats for. I don't know what that looks like for you today. Maybe you need to offer forgiveness and help restore someone back to the family of God. Maybe there's a friend or a relative that you know is out wandering and lost. Maybe you know someone who is literally lost. Maybe they've secluded themselves off from others, and and they're just living in darkness like a lonely lost coin under a nightstand. Whatever your response is this morning, will you consider what you need to do so that your heartbeat will be in line with God's heartbeat? I want to encourage you to to share your response with us today, either in the comments down below or or send us an email to office at hsvcc.org. But whatever you choose, will you respond to God's word this morning as we sing our response song and consider how you can make that commitment to search for the lost sheep, the lost coin, to help restore the lost son. Will you sing our response song with us?